Welcome back into Don't Forget the Popcorn, the Dave and Wes movie podcast. I'm your host, Dave McPeak, joined with Wes Ledesma. We're trying out something a little bit new the last two weeks. If you've noticed, you're probably like Thursday morning. Hey, where's my pod? Where's my popcorn? We've been moving it to Fridays, just what the schedule's allowed. It lets us uh, get a full, as we did today, a two-hour pre-pod in. Oh, yeah. Uh, But we got a lot of Getting loose here, Dave. It's good. It's good. We got a lot of talk. We basically have scheduled out the next month and a half of pods. We're keeping on bringing it to you. So a couple of things to get out of the way right away. Make sure to follow us on Facebook at the Michigan Podcasting Network. Also on Twitter at DFTP Movie Pod. We got some big news. Episode 40. Wes, episode 40. Dave, lordy, lordy, look who's 40, <laughs> baby. We turned it. Woo! DFTP is over the hill. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty awesome, man. We are yeah. right about at that one-year anniversary. I think December 2nd yeah, we might have right been the first early post. December last year. I feel like we uh, we first stepped into the, uh, the studios here. And well, here we are one year later. Good year? Good to be rolling. Year has flown by. Uh, this is going to be our last episode for two weeks. Yep. Uh, we're going to take off uh, the Thanksgiving holiday, uh, watch the Lions lose, and eat some turkey and mashed potatoes, all that good stuff, uh, <laughs> all the fixins. But you know what? We've made it to episode 40. We keep talking about it, but we're we're always going to talk about it. We're so thankful for all of our fans Heck out yeah. there. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Like, I still am surprised shocked every week i mean i know it's fun we're having a great time but like our listenership keeps growing and yeah it wouldn't grow without our close family and friends and now our close fans that we know we've probably never met some people that are listening to this can't thank you enough for sharing it can't thank you enough for spreading the word so here's what we're going to do here at dftp we're so thankful for you it's the season of giving the season of thanks here we go Another DFTP Another contest. giveaway, Dave? Another giveaway oh, coming geez. at you. If you've listened to the show before, you know the rules. Here's what we want. Tonight is our Planes, Trains, and Automobiles Thanksgiving episode. We need you to either comment on our Facebook post or our Twitter. Remember, on Facebook, it's at Michigan Podcasting Network. On Twitter, it's at DFTP Movie Pod. If you retweet, if you share our post... Or if you comment on it, or if you comment on the tweet, you will be put in to a drawing for a $25 Fandango gift card. $25. I ain't kidding you. So you do that. I mean, that's we're coming into holiday movie season. Hey, go see Star Wars. Yep. Go see Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Go see Frozen 2. Let it go. Well, you know what? We don't want to let go? Us. So make sure that you share it out. Uh, we would be grateful. We want to give back to the fans. So $25 Fandango gift card. Accepted at all the theaters in our area. Accepted in theaters almost all across the United States. So for especially for our listeners out in California. We know we got a huge base out yeah, there. Yeah, big base. Big yeah. California San base. Fernando Valley, Dave. Yeah, we're huge. Huge. We're huge. I don't know. The Silicon Valley, we're, we're making our way in there. Yeah, they uh, know about us. Oh, they do. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, we got the contest going again. Uh, part of the Michigan Podcasting Network, she's back, baby. 
Laura Thomaswick, Travel with Thomaswick, Freshly Married. She's dropped two episodes in the yes. last couple of weeks. Uh, one talking all about her marriage, and the other one giving you some uh, travel tips about yeah. flying some on flying the plane. flying 101 there, Dave. So which is good. I mean, some people don't fly that much, so she's still cranking out. She's on episode 10. Yeah. Proud of her. Doing a great job. Part well, of the Travel with Thomaswick. Turns double digits today, huh? It is. It is. Just like we're, I mean, we're the old grandpa bringing right. the granddaughter along. <laughs> we're, we're pretty pleased with it, but gr- glad to have that sister pod out there uh, as well. So big things happening around here. And you know what? Here we go. We're gonna, we always tease up what we're doing next week so you know what we're doing next week. Uh, well, actually, sorry, two weeks when we come back after Thanksgiving break. This is the one I've been waiting for. Believe it or not. And we're going to do it again, but we'll do a brand new recast. We've already recast this. Yes. In our, I believe it was our third or fourth episode. It was one of the maiden voyages. So we started started early December and we did a Christmas top five. Justin Sane was with us for that one. So stay tuned. He might be coming back soon. Uh, But we did a Christmas top five and we both knew Home Alone was going to be on our list. We already recast it. So we'll get a brand new recast in. But we're going to bring you the Home Alone bucket list. It's both of ours, one of our favorite Christmas movies. Absolutely love it. With my family, that has become our Thanksgiving Day tradition. Uh, Thanksgiving night, we watch Home Alone to kick off the Christmas movies. We've done it, I think, now the last five years. What an honor for Home Alone to kick off, because this is kicking off the the Christmas season. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Boy, to be number one like that. We do not watch... Any Christmas movies yep. until Thanksgiving night, and then that opens you. the floodgates. I think usually we would watch an elf like 20 yeah. times after that. But we're bringing to you the Home oh, Alone bucket it. list. I love it. We love it because we did recast, but we didn't really break it down. Man, I can't wait to sink my teeth into uh-huh. that. I, I kid you not, I probably still to this day do a Home Alone quote at least once a day i mean i'm yeah, close to yeah. it i'm close to it I, I think i tell vicky to put it in her purse yeah. uh at least maybe like once a week or you know it's the my tooth my tooth uh whatever it will be there's there's just a ton of uncle franks there's yeah geez kid i don't know it's just approved by the american dental association and my favorite i just dropped this one on charlie the other day she just did something silly Look what you did, you little <laughs> jerk. I mean, I just. It, but the great thing is, the kids know it now, so they know I'm not being a horrible dad. I'm just dropping home alone lines oh, on them. I was so. going to say, if you're just coming in, uh, like hearing that from the back, they're boy, that guy's being awfully horrible. Horrible. Sounds like an day, Uncle right? Frank. What an Uncle Frank. Uh, so there you go. That's what you're getting from us next week, or when we get back from break, the home alone bucket list. We can't wait. All right. Housekeeping out of the way. Yeah. Excited for this. Recent reviews. We have two movies that we both watched, and we have one apiece uh, that we watched separately. Yeah. So, so we did I the, think uh, what, the, the field trip last week, first right? First ever DFTP field trip. Uh, we did the Great Outdoors last week, uh, which, you know, we did get some great feedback. I almost forgot. Oh, yeah. Good uh, you know, we did do the Great Outdoors last week. A lot of fun revisiting that one. Uh, we we called them out. We're like, ah, I don't know if Jack Ruthruff's listening anymore. Ah, uh, you know, tip him back yeah. is always listening. He's always out there. He's the uh, the, the super fan. We put the tip him back signal up in the air, and my by God, he answered. I love it's, it. It's like the uh, can of chew holster. <laughs> right. That's what it's, it's what you put out there. It's a Kodiak symbol. <laughs> 
so Jack did not disappoint. He came in uh, just guns a blazing for, or is it the lampshades a blazing right? <laughs> for a great outdoors? Uh, here's his recast. Okay. For Connie, he went Tina Fey, which Ooh. I think we've underutilized her. That's a great, great call by Jack. Kate was Winona Ryder. That's Roman's yes. wife. Great pick. Another also another yeah. yeah. Chet, eh, he went to your well, which is like, wow, who's a funny fat guy? Yeah, give me Kevin James. Hey, Kevin James, come so, on down. Yeah. It's only three of you. So a uh, little uh, is that also planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, it's yeah, Kevin so James trying Back to him. back. And then Roman, I think he wins on this one. His Roman was Will Arnett. Oh, man. I, uh, after watching Arrested Development, I could see that for sure. When you told me that uh, before the pot, I was like, man, how did that perfect cast there tipping back. I love it. Love the Will Arnett well, choice. Jack takes two weeks off from recast, and he comes out yeah. huge. But this is, he almost went so much. He's like, you know what? Let me give you another recast. He, he, he remade the movie. He created a whole new movie? Whole new movie. He said, now to make it a touch modern with a twist, I'd keep the same Connie and Kate. But Roman and Chet were close friends that came to America for college. <laughs> Chet stayed with Connie in the States. Kate went back to Europe with Roman. Here's what I'm giving you. Chet, Nick Frost. Oh, okay. Uh, you might remember him from the Shaun of the Dead. Yep. Uh, Hot Fuzz at the World's End. So obviously you know your Roman Simon, Simon Pegg. Yeah. So there you go. I love it. You get two. So we get a one-page treatment from uh, from tipping back to. <laughs> I like. We it. put out the call. We we put that out there. We got a lot of feedback on the Disney Plus. Uh, Red White and Bergman, huge fan because uh, she didn't know Recess was on there. We didn't mention that, so she's giving us. Uh, I must have skipped over that. Giving one, yeah. us guff. Recess. I don't feel like that was in my wheelhouse. Yeah, was I too? I know a lot of people really enjoy re- it. It missed me too. It's, I think it I don't was know if I was a more of a Doug guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> give me Doug pork chop and patty mayonnaise. Patty mayonnaise and uh, you know, uh, principal butt savage. A little one off about Doug. I didn't really appreciate how patty mayonnaise treated Doug. To no, be honest with you, no. it was a yeah. Okay, that's for the Doug pot. I yeah, guess. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll get a good Doug breakdown of uh, what's the boy's name. The, the boy with no the leather idea. jacket. Gosh dang it, it's going to bother the heck out of me. I extended my Doug knowledge to Patty Mayonnaise, yeah. and that's about it. I give you a principal butt <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> uh, and then you got uh, Mackenzie, uh, Jack's yep. wife, chimes in, basically said how much she loves Disney+. Plus. I mean, we raved about Disney+. Plus. Uh-huh. Still there. We the Girls and I went and saw the uh, musical at John Glenn last night, Newsies, and we were watching Newsies today on Disney+. Plus. It's just Christian Bale. Good good transition to wow. our, we'll go right back now, to our DFTP field trip. Because last week we talked about it after Great Outdoors. We went and saw Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, I kind of know where you're leaning. We talked about it a little bit because we obviously saw it together. But let me hear your buckets first. I'll give my buckets and then we'll talk about the movie together. Easy three buckets for me, Dave. And I really, uh, boy, I was, it was... If there could be a, like a 3.25, it was right there on, you know, is three and a half. It was a really good movie. I thought a yes. great story, well shot. Yes. My God. The performances. Performances were fantastic. I mean, you're getting Bale, you're getting Damon. So when, you, when you're when you leading off with those two guys for uh, for your movie, I mean, it's, it's hard to put out a bad one and it, that one delivered so you finally get a josh lucas who you might remember oh, i from forgot about josh Sweet lucas Home, Alabama, yep. and i leaned Boy, over did to, he he played the perfect like slime ball yeah in that movie because i leaned over to you and i'm like oh 
Josh Lucas yeah, back. You know, he kind of took me out of the movie when he did that too. I was really focused in the movie, no, and I get this guy tapping me on the shoulder saying, "Josh Lucas, <laughs> not a fan." Can't, can't believe you have a snow day tomorrow. <laughs> right. uh, so it was 15, 15 seconds in, but I mean, we haven't seen Josh Lucas in yeah. a while. He was he was on the cusp of being something big, disappeared. Now he only does the Home Depot voiceovers, <laughs> and now he's he's back. <laughs> I forgot about the Home Depot. He's back, voice. and uh, yeah, he was. He was a guy that you love yeah, to hate he was in that perfect movie, in for this. sure. Uh, the performances, I think we're going to hear a lot about this yeah. movie at Oscar season. However, I'm with you. Uh, go see this movie. It is really, really this good. This will be an instant purchase for me, too. Same, same. Instant purchase. It's a three-bucket. You're going to really enjoy this movie. It is super entertaining. You know, honestly, though, I did expect a little bit more. Performance-wise, absolutely not. It was... Christian Bale's going to get nominated, hundred yep. percent. Matt Damon should get nominated. I'm not going to. No really spoilers. Good. Matt Damon will get nominated for the last scene of the movie alone. Yeah. Uh, I won't tell you what it is. I won't tell you what it has to I'm do be with. Honest with you, I completely forgot. But I can't wait go. for you to remind there me after go. this. After the <laughs> pod, uh, but he will be on the yeah. cusp of being nominated. James Mangold, great director, did Walk the Line. He did uh, Logan, uh, oh, which is a okay. great movie. He's done some fantastic movies. I love movies. when you come in with the director comments. Yeah, yeah, and and you said it. It was wonderfully shot. Here's what my only problem. This, this movie's about the Le Mans. A 24-hour race. Ferrari has dominated this race forever. Ford wants in. Ford's sales are dipping. They're trying to figure out how do they get this market? How do they get into this game? So they really go all in on trying to win. They hire Richard Shelby, who's Matt Damon's character, to basically design the best possible yep. Ford, looking for a racer. Christian Bale's the racer that's going to get in there. Uh, love it. Everything's great. I'm not going to lie. I didn't think there was enough racing in it. Uh, or this being a both of Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, there's car scenes. There's plenty of oh, car plenty. scenes. Yep. But I wanted more focus on that last race. Mm -hmm. There's just not quite enough. And I know it's a 24-hour race, but I mean, there's some things I thought they could have done that I just that's where I was a little underwhelmed. But everything else, I thought it was funny. We're laughing yep. at everything, and it, we live in Michigan, so the Ford connection's huge. Oh, uh, like how I was saying, boy, the Fords did not come no. off that well in that movie. Ask me, and no, granted. I, you're talking to two huge lions yeah. here, so I mean we're whispering to each other. It's like, well, that explains a lot. Yeah, right there. That's how that's how we're being managed. Uh, well, okay, that explains Roy Williams. Uh, and this was something that uh, yeah, I never really realized. You know, you hear about these cars growing up. You know, you're whatever the you know Need for Speed games. You're seeing the McLarens, oh, yeah. the Shelbys. Yeah. I never, re you know, I didn't realize they were named after specific. Like you see in this, the Lamas, it's named after. Richard Shelby. Richard I Shelby. Zero idea. And then the guy that uh, won, they gave the uh, the win to was McLaren. Yeah. And so those are your two, you know, top cars. And I had no idea about yeah. that. So that was cool to see that. And then one other takeaway I had from this, Dave, Christian Bale. I, I do we not give him enough no, dap? We do not as a top actor. Because after seeing this, I how is he not considered a season ticket holder? He, he is now. Absolutely he delivers, and he's such a. Yeah, I mean, it might not be using the right word. He's such a chameleon in his roles. No, like, he can is, transform. That is absolutely from, the right word. From being like this, like how he was in this Ford versus Ferrari, this this weird, like, yeah. weird mechanic type guy. You see him in Fighter where he's this, this drugged out former boxer. 
but yet he's Bruce Wayne, the uh, the alpha of alphas, right? Yeah. So it just you see so many different roles, and obviously American Psycho and stuff like that. But it, this really brought to the forefront of how good Christian Bale is as an actor, and I don't know if I've appreciated that no. as much as I probably should have. Well, I mean, he is an Oscar winner for mm-hmm. the fighter, and you look. He did at, win an Oscar for that. Did. Good, good. Yeah. That's well deserved. And. He's been nominated for other movies too, and he is. Well, shoot, maybe he is. <laughs> he but no, is. He, he's on a really good run post mm-hmm. Batman because it was uh, American Hustle. Yeah. It was like Vice. Machinist or it was there's a, there's well, Machinist was one of his first. Machinist was actually before Batman Begins because he lost all that weight for Machinist, oh, looked that's anorexic right. okay. almost, and then he like bulked up for Batman yep. Begins, and then he lost it again for Rescue Dawn, there and then he it gained is. it back for uh, The Dark yep. Knight. So he went back and forth with the uh, gaining weight and losing weight. But I'm with you, buddy. He is just... We need to maybe look at a top five yeah. Christian Bale. See, what was that? The Big Short? Big I mean, Short. He plays like a nerd Vice, in that. He American he, he, Hustle. Perfect. He is, he's a top-notch actor. So uh, we highly recommend... I think both of us gives it give it three buckets... Uh, so definitely, yeah. Ford versus Ferrari. It deserves the hype. It was the number one movie in America last week. Go check it out. All right, moving on. We both also had the chance, and we didn't even realize we both watched it together. Good boys. Good boys. I rented it. You rented it. What'd you yeah. think? Good boys. High expectations Same for this, here. and I feel like that kind of uh, swayed me going in because this was a movie I was thinking. You know, why am I renting it? Let's buy it. It's a Seth Rogen. I know it's going to be hilarious. And it was hilarious. There was a lot of points in this movie where it was laugh out loud mm-hmm. funny. A really good, just those good little hit pieces. The good Gandalf little, line, I think, is the yes, hardest I laughed. Gosh, there's just a lot of good stuff. It's still missed on a lot of levels for me, Dave. And it missed so much that I was surprised about wow. it. I, uh, I went to two buckets. And to be honest with you, I felt like I kept it at two buckets as a, a little nod to Rogen. Cause I, you were going to go lower than two buckets? I, I was toying with it, but I enjoy. It had too many moments where I was, you know, I you generally laugh out loud yeah. at it. So you're going to keep it. At, I think it's worth a watch. Wait till it comes out on uh, streaming somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's worth a look. It's an hour twenty nine minutes, so it's not long. And you know what, buddy? Two buckets here too. Yeah. And I'm really disappointed. I'm same thing as you. So we talked a little bit about a pre-pod. I'm of the mindset, if a rental cost me 4 or $5, yeah. and when a movie first comes out and I can buy it for $15, yep. you know, $16, $17, I'm just going to go buy it. Yeah. I don't care. I'd like to have I take, the collection. I take that. Yeah, you take that rental yeah. cost, so it's going to cost me 5 to rent it. You know, that's only a $12 movie now. That's how I yeah, And then I'm I have right it any time. And then if it's taken off of streaming, whatever... And I base so much of it on critics and just a general feel. And there's certain, like you say, season ticket guys. Tom Hanks puts out a movie. More often than not, I'm going to purchase it without even thinking unless it's The Circle or Cloud Atlas. Uh, You know, there's just certain movies that have certain buzz that I just know I'm going to go purchase. This was going to be one of them. And same thing as you, Family Video sent me a Miss You card and I knew Good Boys came out this week. I'm like, I'm going to go rent it from Family Video for free. And I got it for free from that. Man, I'm with you. Two buckets. Uh, And I'm a strong two buckets because I don't know who this movie is made for. Good. Because I really enjoyed parts. I laughed hard. But we're watching middle schoolers. Like, Mm -hmm. And being a high school 
it teacher seemed like and it principal. was geared towards an older crowd, but then yet it wasn't. Like it was yeah. kind of a, a movie without an identity a little bit. Like you didn't know. One hundred percent because it's geared towards us, Seth Rogan's making it and maybe towards high schoolers too. Yeah. But like this isn't the middle school that we know and that we went to or we grew up in. And it's hard for us to know that life. Like, there's funny parts, like the the bullying, the anti-bullying yes, group that surrounds oh, that's and does those things. But I'm I'm with you. There there were really funny parts. The the CPR doll stuff was yep. really funny. Uh, love Stephen Merchant <laughs> yes. showing up to the house. Uh, you know, there's there's genuinely good parts. But I was just I'm yep. with you. I was and disappointed. Two buckets. Still, you are right. If it's if it's available on streaming, check it out. It's funny. It's worth it's worth an hour and a half. But I wouldn't go out of your way to buy it. And that's why I was going to purchase it. Exactly what you just showed me, the uh, Rotten Tomatoes. The Rotten Tomatoes. We got a 80 critics, 86 audience. That's one of the most, I mean, it, you know, pretty, pretty well-received. Yeah. yeah. Jeez, it's a good split. It's a good split. <laughs> well, so, I mean, that, look at that. We're both three buckets wow. for Ford versus Ferrari, two for Good Boys. Here's where we split. Oh. Uh, we have two uh, <laughs> movies that we watched. Newer movies, uh, but you know, I didn't see what you watched, and you didn't see what I watched. I'm going to get us started. What do you got? I heard rave reviews. Look this up on Rotten Tomatoes, too. I went and saw, uh, Vicky and I watched Booksmart on oh, Hulu. Okay. Booksmart just came out on Hulu this week. This is one I had circled for the summer. It came out in May. I heard rave reviews. as Olivia Wilde is the... Olivia Wilde is the uh, director of this. You know, great yep. actress. Ninety-seven Cup of coffee on the OC. Ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, audience score seventy-seven percent, and that's impressive. My review: three and a half buckets. Whoa! It easy there was phenomenal. Both Vicky and I loved it. So many laugh out loud scenes. And I've heard comparisons. They say it's like a female super bad. I don't think. That's what I heard. That's what I heard about it initially. Not that I have a problem with that whatsoever. It kind of made me look forward to it more. It is. I see why they made that comparison, but it's just, it's not. I think it's easy to make that comparison because it's two girls that are kind of trying to go to a party and it's very similar. You got Sudeikis in there? Jason Sudeikis is phenomenal. There's so many good cameos. Will it's Forte a three has bucket funny. For, with just with Sudeikis. Well, Sudeikis <laughs> is uh, Olivia Wilde's husband, so that's okay. I think part of the oh, reason yeah, why I forgot about that. But Wes, there are a couple of scenes that are so laugh out loud funny. I can't one wait with Sudeikis that I mean, it's if you if you remember <laughs> a scene from Hall Pass, it's very similar yeah, uh, with Sudeikis. So it's 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 just really good. Uh, it's really funny. It's really funny, and it is, it's original. There's a lot yeah. of original stuff there, and there's just, there's some sweetness to it. There's some tenderness. There's some heart, and what wow, I love. Hard sell here. Well, <laughs> the lead actress, one of the lead actresses, yeah. Jonah Hill's sister. So what? that's probably why. Which one? Is it Caitlin uh, Dever, or? I got to see uh, the face. Beanie Feldstein? It is. It's, uh, it is. It's Beanie Feldstein. <laughs> oh, really? Yep. Okay. Beanie Feldstein is uh, well, you Jonah. you can see it in the face. Yes, it is. <laughs> It is Jonah Hill's sister, and when you hear her and hear her wit, you can understand oh, no kidding. 100% why. And maybe that's the other reason why there's Jonah Hill comparisons, but 
not gonna lie, man. She holds yeah. her own. Uh, and the other girl's hilarious. So hey, check a- out Booksmart. It's on Hulu right now. Yep. You can stream it. Uh, three and a half buckets from me. Really, really funny. Uh, Vicky, <laughs> Vicky made a comment of how it's hard watching those movies now because it just makes her feel old. It makes me feel old yeah. because it's like that's just not our. That would be like us when we watched American yep. Pie. So I mean, that's like oh, this boy, generation's American tough. Pie. But I mean. I don't know. I feel different because I'm in high school all the time, so I'm just around. You're still some of these there. You're still there. But there You're are Jason Sudeikis. I I am. Yeah, he's, I am the principal. he's the principal <laughs> in it. But I hope I'm not yeah, yeah, saying right. it after you watch the movie. <laughs> so maybe that I should have said <laughs> I am. I you got really excited when you said I am. I can't wait to but see I just what you do actually. actually here. He's pretty good at it. Yeah. He's pretty good at it. He's oh, he's shoot. just an Uber driver. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, and then you got one in too, right, buddy? Yeah, snuck uh, Instant Family in. And so that's another one that's streaming on Hulu. And Dave, we talked about uh, season ticket holders. I think Mark Wahlberg is creeping up to being a season ticket guy for me. And Instant Family was a movie that I had on my list for a while. So uh, let me set the stage for you here. So we got Mark Wahlberg, Rose Byrne, and the idea is they're this young couple coming up and they're, yeah, they're watching everybody around them, you know, grow up, have a, you know, have some, we have a couple of kids here, have a couple of kids there. So how can we, uh, you know, how can we catch up with them, right? So what they end up doing is they go to this, uh, well, this seminar where they're talking about adopting children and stuff like that. And so, you know, long story short, they ended up, they end up bringing in three kids to adopt. Hilarious movie. Wahlberg is just on point. Like, Ugh. you get that Ted Wahlberg in there. Nice. With the, that wittiness, those little comments. Say hi to your mother for yeah, me. <laughs> Rose Byrne is, man, she's low-key funny, a great actor. She is not low-key funny. I think, I mean, and Bridesmaids. There we you go. You look at, uh, oh gosh, Neighbors. Neighbors, too. Yep. I'm such, I, I'm a season ticket Rose Byrne. Yeah, and uh, so you're putting both of those, uh, you know, Wahlberg, Byrne. You get the comedy in there, and Dave, I'm going to be honest with you, this pulled out the hard strings quite a bit. There was some, uh, you know, not not from me, but there's some salty discharge in the house. I don't know from who, but uh, anyways. Teared up, huh? So uh, easy through. We're going to move on from that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Easy three buckets from me. And Kristen, we're going to throw her out there. This was a three and a half from her. She loved it. She tried wow. to she tried to send me a text and say, "Can I change to four buckets?" I said, "No, you already said three and a half. Don't." You know, she you wanted to upsell she, the four. She loved it. She loved it, and I think I'm telling you what, I'm watching it this weekend. Yeah, I think this is well worth yeah, watching. I should have said that. I don't know how this really. Uh, I'm still on expendable the, right? I don't know how this slipped through the cracks because it, it cracks. This, went, <laughs> this this came out a while ago. We're talking about a probably a year and a half. Yeah, I think just about a year ago. No, it's not. It's not as old as you think. I remember seeing a lot of press about it. I don't think it was huge in the theaters, but critics loved it. I yeah. remember it getting great reviews. I think it did okay overall, but yeah. Let me, uh, let, let me jump into the uh, Rotten Tomatoes logo. here. Let's see oh, what... the Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I love this. Let me guess Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to say yeah. 76%. That is going to be my Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. An 82-81 split between critics and audience. That is fantastic. That's really good. Fantastic. Absolutely it is. So, I mean, that's... That's right up yeah. there. Is a very and solid I think movie. it. I think it holds up. I completely recommend that movie. How are like the kids? It. 
The kids were hilarious. Yeah? The kids oh. were really hilarious. Nice. And, that's, and that's always nice. You could put, yeah, you could throw a Wahlberg and Roseburg in it, but you have to have the right, that right mix. If you're, you know, Do we have a couple of kids that we can add to our yes, recast list now, finally? Once you, get, <laughs> once you watch this movie, I think especially the uh, the second kid, I can't think of his name in there, but he's hilarious in this. Well, uh, that's good to hear. So there you go. I mean, we got four recent reviews. That's one of our best that we're looking at. So here we go. Uh, so... We're, we're to it. We were trying to think. We know You heard us talk about a little bit last week. Ah, there really isn't a Thanksgiving movie. And I did, you know, a search of best Thanksgiving movies. And you got things like You've Got Mail just because there's the one scene. I think we talked about it last week with the, the caviar. It's a garnish. It's a garnish. Uh, you know, and dealing with that. You have just a couple of other things that just had like bits and pieces of Thanksgiving. And it's weird because it's such a good holiday that it's so ripe for discussion and topic. Like there just isn't a lot of Thanksgiving movies. That's, like you say, it's super surprising because you're, you're always having these long Thanksgiving weekends. How is there not more movies built around that? But yet? even like a, what about, ooh. What about Bob? No, no, no. I'm going <laughs> to, once again, if this idea comes out, you owe DFTP royalties. Oh, I like it. Disclaimer. Why is there not a movie about, like, just a flag football game, Pantheon Cup style, of, like, old friends coming back together, maybe rivals? Really, friends? Ooh. The series was the only one that is. The, the Geller Cup. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's not a lot of Thanksgiving movies, so when we looked at it, there is one. And the one that we went with is the Thanksgiving classic, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. During holiday travel, some people get delirious. Some get delayed. And some get Del Griffin. American Light and Fixture, Director of Sales, Shower Curtain Ring Division. Neil Page got all three. I was on my way home to spend a nice holiday with my family. Instead, I'm in a motel bed with a stranger. So instead of Thanksgiving with his family, he's spending three days with the turkey. Two happy clams just whistling down the road. Flintstones, meet the Flintstones, they're the modern family. Paramount Pictures presents Steve Martin. You ever been to Hawaii? Yeah. You see Don Ho while you were there? See the second show, that's the best one. Is that right? Yeah. John Candy. Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. In a new film by John Hughes. Plane, trains, and automobiles. See that Bears game last week? Yeah, hell of a game, hell of a game. Oh, we're not doing the mess around. We are not <laughs> doing the mess around because we're talking planes, trains, and automobiles. And here's what I'm excited about. This was the first bucket list movie we've ever done. I mean, 40 episodes deep yeah. now. We can start getting into some of these stats. We have never done a bucket list movie that neither of us have like watched. We've always watched. We say it's a bucket list movie. Full disclosure, full honesty. I'm ashamed to say this, and I know I said it last week, but I'll say it right now. I have never seen this movie until we watched it for this. And I was surprised. Was this a purchase? 
And oh yeah, it's a, it yeah. was a purchase on Amazon. I bought nice. it right on the Blu-ray, and it was one where it was one a long time ago where I would say it, and people are like, "How have you not seen that movie?" Yeah. And I, that's one of the worst things you can possibly say to me because I feel like I've watched almost yeah. everything, classics. This is one I love. Steve Martin. I, I love John. Love Candy. the Candyman. I'm a huge John Hughes guy. 1987. I don't know why this slipped through the cracks for me because I've heard from so many people it's hilarious. Never watched it. So it was fun knowing that this is on so many people's bucket list. Knowing that so many people loved it. As a matter of fact, I sent this to you earlier in the week. We talk Rotten Tomatoes all the time. 93% critic score. 87% audience. That's one of the best splits we've talked about on That's incredible. Wow. So... I, I knew I was probably going to be watching something good. I'll obviously talk about it a little did you, bit. Did, but when you when you picked it up, were you uh, a little apprehensive? I was. Like, and like, here's uh, why. I don't want to go in thinking it's going to be too much. Here's why. Know? Here's why. Because I talked about this last week. I was a little underwhelmed by Great Outdoors. I yeah. thought it was going to be better than what I saw uh, because everybody talked about Great Outdoors. That you have to... I, I talked about it on the pod. <laughs> I talked about it on the pod. I think I gave it two and a half. Yeah. It was enjoyable. It was fun. There were funny scenes, but I said it wasn't It wasn't as good as I thought everybody made it out yeah. to me. Everybody, oh, the old 96 or all that. So I kind of went into Planes, Trains, and Automobiles thinking right, it was going to be yeah. one of those, like, eh, I'm sure it's going to be fine. I'm sure I'm going to yeah. laugh, but I'm going to be underwhelmed. Oh, brother, I was not. This, I see why it's a classic. <laughs> yes. I was... I loved this movie, and I there was a one point where I was like, "David, you son of a bitch! How did you not watch this yet? Is like, how have you not watched this movie yet? I can't how believe did this slipped through your fingers, I, man. I, I, I excuse the salty yeah, right? language on the pod here, but I mean, it's we're talking some uh, John Candy. I can't believe I have never watched this oh, movie. Because I'd love to hear I, you say that. Loved it. I loved it. Like this will be now in the rotation every Thanksgiving. Yeah. I feel like this will be a good coming into Thanksgiving week. I'll be doing the mess yeah, around the every mess. week with uh, <laughs> John Candy. So I want to kick it to you first because obviously you've seen it a bunch. To you, what makes it a classic? Well, real quick, you've seen the mess around scene going into this before, have you not? No. You you've never the uh, no the oh no kidding. So the, you got to only, see that fresh too. So, because I, I don't know what it is about that scene, but I, I absolutely you, love it. You heard me on the Shawshank pod. I've, I've, I obviously know the the important parts. The those yep. are pillows. Yeah. I know, <laughs> I know the, I know the gist of the movie, yep. but I definitely didn't know, you know, yep. the, ah, the best it. parts. I mean, it's there's so much nuance. There's so many great mm-hmm. things, and I really liked coming into this fresh because I, I'll, I'll go on it, but I want to yeah, hear what good, you think good. makes it a classic. So. One of the things that stands out for me with this movie, the situational comedy, and then you're gonna you're gonna point to Steve Martin with this a lot of the times because yes. every little thing that he goes through, it's hilarious because you can imagine yourself being in that situation. Imagine yourself getting oh. you know bumped from first class to coach. And then sitting next to the large guy that's taking his tank shoes off, and then oh, taking yeah. his socks whipping off, sock whipping it around, you know, spin around your head, spin around your helicopter, <laughs> just getting out of the shower, looking oh. nothing to dry off with, but this little tablecloth, and that throughout <laughs> the entire movie, <laughs> tablecloth, throughout the entire movie, that little situational comedy that is that Steve Martin is 
input into and his reaction to it is absolutely great because anybody, literally anytime, if you're, you know, you're, if you're a millennial, if you're just seeing this now for the first time, you could put yourself in this yep. situation. And so this is always going to make that good, movie relatable for me. What a good call. Because you can, yeah, boy, you can really pull yourself. The relatability. Into it. Yeah. 100%. And it's funny that you just said what you did there is I love the Steve Martin expressions. Uh-huh. I, that was one of the first notes I wrote down. He is just, that's, that should be a top five soon. Like, I, I feel like he is, everybody loves Steve Martin, I think. Everybody knows Steve Martin. I feel like he's a little underappreciated. Absolutely. For what he's done. Like, everybody thinks of him as an 80s, 90s, but he's always, like, both me and you love Father of the Bride. I think was Ms. just going to say, how, how long are we going to get into this pod without mentioning Father of the Bride? Yeah. Not long. <laughs> I mean, I think of Roxanne. I think mm-hmm. of L.A. story when you're talking House 80s. sitter. I'm a house sitter fan. You get house <laughs> sitter in there. I mean, there's just, there's Bowfingers, a great yeah. Steve Martin. I mean, there is, you go down the list. I mean, Steve Martin is just a great, it's complicated, mm-hmm. was a, a good recent one. Oh, good call. And uh, Shop Girl, I think, is in there that is solid. I mean, I think it's, that's from You've Got Mail, actually. No, it's not. There's actually kidding. a Shop Girl movie. I think it's Scarlett yeah. Johansson's in it. It's, I think the, the common theme that you're going to pull for that is Martin has just these great reactions to every, like, the... The things that are going on around them. So it really, it, it just amplifies the scene so much. And it, gosh, it really helps. And it helps having a guy like John Candy oh, to react yes. off of. And especially the John uh, Candy in this movie, the jovial, like, you know, he's he's trying to do right by everybody yes. guy. Like, oh, well, I'm sorry if I'm taking my shoes off, you know? <laughs> so I think I mentioned it on the last pod of. I, I really like John Candy. I, I do. I think he's a great actor. I think he's a funny actor. I just, I struggled in understanding why he's, like, as beloved as yeah. he is until I watched this movie. Like, this movie, it clicked for me because John Candy was phenomenal. phenomenal. Like, he was so funny. Del like, Griffith? <laughs> and that's right. I said, like, in, in Great Outdoors. I'm like, he's he's funny, but he's not like a... I'm losing my yep. mind laughing because he's doing these great things. Like, I just wasn't there, but you are right. It was Del Griffith and our good buddy Pete Remington, a recurring guest on this. He talked about it, and he said that, you know, John Candy is so lovable, in part due to his size, but also he's just got that guy next door yeah. vibe. He's just got that everyman vibe, and he really does in this, and I don't know if it's the little curly hair or the no, mustache it's, it's, of Dell. The mustache helps, yeah. you know. The it's, and I'm trying to think of a movie where John Candy is like really laugh out loud funny, where you're like you're you're snap you're slapping your knee because of a a scene that Candy either delivered or you know what he did, and he's almost not that type of. He was in this one. It's yes, he was. Me. I was gonna say, numerous times. I didn't think he was that type of guy. But, oh. And then you <laughs> you watch this, like, okay, there's the Candyman. Well, I mean, we'll talk about it again next week in Home Alone, but I loved him as the uh, the Polka King. Yep. You know, Polka, Polka, yeah, Polka. I may have a little comment about that later, too. Ooh, Stay tuned, Dave. I love it. I love it. Uh, and then, tease right there. You know, there. You, you think of him in a lot of different things and, and funny, but he and Steve Martin in this, chemistry galore. Oh. And it was just, it was great just seeing these guys play off each other. Mm-hmm. And... You mentioned the relatability. We all have 
we all have travel nightmares. We've all had the one instance of a yes. flight, a train, whatever. Right from the and, cab, right from uh, the get-go. I couldn't, I mean, you, you, the beginning of the movie, the lineup of cabs. I couldn't even imagine that. And who <laughs> shall appear but Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, baby, yep. <laughs> uh, Kevin Bacon, like, I, I love the random Kevin Bacon in there, too. It's literally my first <laughs> note on here is Kevin Bacon. You had no, three oh, that's right, you're going notes. in fresh. So you're like... Is that bacon? Why do we got bacon in here? I'm pretty sure this is like bacon's not an unknown at this point. He's in Footloose. I'm pretty sure Footloose is right around this time. Ooh, here uh, we go. Here well, he's definitely been in Animal House. Good thing we bacon's upgraded well the facilities here yeah, at we, the MPN Studios. The MPN we have Studios. High, we got Wi-Fi now. High tech. <laughs> uh, we were on dial-up for a little while. You're right, here. Footloose was 84. So boom, there you go. We knew. How him. dare you doubt me? We don't need Wi-Fi when you got me. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's exactly what you see with the classic. You get really great sight gags. You get hilarious lines. You get hilarious situations. This is what I'm interested in because I feel like we've seen this with a couple of our 80s movies that we've talked about, even some of our 90s. Does it hold up? Do you think this one holds up? How do you feel about it? And especially me seeing it for the first time. I it, I, I mean, gosh, I always have a uh, tough time with this part because it's always going to hold up for me yep. because... I just watched it today. I loved it just as much as, yeah. like I was telling you, I used to watch it quite a bit 10 years ago for whatever yeah. reason. So, yeah, I, to me, it holds up because I still enjoy it. But is it a little dated with some of the things? Of course. It's, you know, it's a, it's a 1987 movie, so you're going to look at things like payphones and, you know, sure. all that kind of stuff. If you really want to nitpick about that, then sure, it's outdated. But to so, me, it, it holds up. When I when I look at this, I guess when I look at doesn't hold. You're right, technology wise, all yep. that stuff. That's never gonna fit. But when I look at this question, I always think about like, what is it still as funny as it was back then? Are you still laughing? Are the situations still as relatable? Are the situations still as funny? So looking at the great outdoors, like I said, that one didn't hold up mm -hmm. as well uh, as it probably did in the '80s because we talked about how it's like a series of skits. Yeah, this movie. The only thing that doesn't hold up is the score because it's full oh, synthesizer. And I was going to say it's just, a, like John Hughes brought in a keyboard and said, you know, guy hit the, uh, the, 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 the left key every now and then. I don't know. That was, that was just every 80s movie in one like song. That was like a half a Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, that's enough. Uh, but that synthesizer. <laughs> Dang. But honestly, that is the only thing. I'm yeah. not counting the car styles or anything. No. You could make this movie today. Surprised they and haven't. Just make the new cars, new yep. car styles, new whatever, and it will hold up 100%. Because all the travel. Yeah. Stuff that they go through, it's all one hundred percent would hold yes. up. The the fighting for the cabs, the planes being e either delayed or rerouted, a train, you know, just stopping yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Eh, maybe, not might, maybe not that. The train would derail. The train would derail, <laughs> and we'd be done. And then Sam <laughs> Jackson would come in, and then we'd get the sequel to uh, Mr. Glass. There it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I agree. I, I think this one holds up. So now we get into the nitty gritty. This is where, boy, we're going to have some good discussions here. And I felt like last week was harder with Great Outdoors. 
uh, to find a yeah. scene that really stood out because I felt like we both had the same three. Boy, man, my we're going to do like we did last week. Uh, we're going to start doing this. We're going to give our nominees yeah. for best scene before we give our best scene uh, for that. And this might take a while, folks, this is tough. because I have so many scenes I loved in this movie. Good. And I want to hear from you. Uh, and maybe we'll just uh, ping pong it. I was going to say, let me, I'm going to throw two nominees at you. Give me two. Yep. I'll probably give you two right back. So the used car not being there, that scene, that's going to be one of my nominees in there. And uh, a second nominee for you, Dave, I'm going to throw out is there the initial airplane flight when he gets on and he gets bumped from first class to coach. Yep, he gets sat right next to Dull. So those are going to be my first two nominees. So my first nominee is the first scene because it sets the tone of frustration. Oh, the cab. Um, Yep, the cab. Oh, no. no. I'm going to the boss looking at the advertisements. Oh, wow. I like it. And you think he's about to talk. He takes a deep breath. He takes off the glasses. He puts the glasses back on. He holds the sign back up to the light. And then he has to re... He's like, we waited two hours just to reconvene for after the... Like, so you're already tense because Steve Martin takes out the plane ticket. He looks at the 630 and the guy that he works with talks about, ah, he's still going to try and make the 630. He's like, yeah, I got to get home. He's just trying to get home to his family for Thanksgiving. So I like that scene. the synthesizer kicks in. And then, yeah, <laughs> uh, but the other scene is exactly what you talk about. It's the face-off between him and Kevin Bacon. And there's something great. It's just the physical comedy of Steve Martin. When he runs with the suitcases in the arms, it's just hilarious. Yeah, that's my cat. That. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So those are another two, but we have way more, oh, I'm sure. Heck, give, yeah. me, give me another one. I'm burying the lead here. The mess around is going to have to be one of my We're other We're doing a mess around. Everybody's doing a mess around. So that, uh, the mess around scene was always one of those scenes that stuck out for me. I mean, you got the Ray Charles. It's It's been spoofed before. You've seen it on Family Guy. So that's going to be another nominee for me. And then Davey, I, I, I almost go on another chalk here for you. The These Aren't Pillows scene. That's... We would be, we'd probably lose every subscriber we have if we did not do the. Uh, if we didn't tell pillows, them those were pillows. Uh, pillows. <laughs> uh, that scene, and I mean, just that whole hotel scene. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where I yes. really had trouble because some of these scenes are so long yeah. and where it really comes together. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go. You already talked about the, the car, but when Steve Martin is there and is getting in the argument with a guy at the airport, gets the uh, the crotch grab, and then the way yeah. he's talking in the car, <laughs> and he's got to try and talk like that. Kristen looked over, why is he talking like that? And get grabbed right there, and you'll speak. <laughs> uh, so you talk about the mess around. I'm going to go just a little bit before that. When John Candy got his, uh, maybe it was right during it, whatever yeah, no, it, was, it was. right before, yep. When he got his arm stuck, on the sides, like of yes. the coat, like Vicky was here and for here, it. She and just here walked comes in. for I the relatable comedy, so hard. Right? I laughed because it was the one arm, and he's trying to 
get the one arm loose so he does the other thing. Yeah. The other arm gets loose and he's still steering with the knees. <laughs> and like, then I like how it zooms in and just see yeah. like like the just the candy legs taking care of the wheel here. I wish you could see me here oh. because I'm leaning back driving the table. And then the, the spin out is just it was well, I was laughing so Tell hard. me, how many times have you been I mean, driving the car? You got the coat on, and then doing the one the mess around. The, <laughs> the doing the mess, doing the one hand yeah. shimmy, trying to get the coat off of that arm. But then when you get it off, it's gosh, that first arm. It's it's it's, it's, it's Vietnam. <laughs> You've had a lot of Vietnam. A lot, a lot of Vietnam stuff. moments here, but I, you know I. Gosh, you get when Candy was doing that, it was like gosh, and I've been there before for sure. Yeah, it was. Uh, a lot of good stuff uh, with that. So there you go. And you know what else I liked? When they were finally in the bus, where they randomly sing the Flintstones. <laughs> the whole bus. Uh, the Steve Martin tries to throw in the the random terrible songs. Three little coins. Uh, wishing no, well. Three, wishing well. Nobody nobody knows us. Three little coins. Wishing no. Flintstones. Uh, Flintstones. <laughs> Meet the Flintstones. They're the Monty Tony's family. Candy brings a house down. With and then, it. But I love how the whole bus starts singing yeah. in there as they go into St. Louis. Wilma. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh man, that's. I feel like, honestly, though, when all the bucket list movies that we've done, and we've done some great ones, yep. this is it. This is the hardest I had differentiating and picking between all of these different things because I, we didn't even talk about it. You you talk about the pillow scene. I'm going to go a little bit before that Okay. when he snaps. Oh. Uh, but like even before yes. he snaps, because how great of a job did John Hughes do of making the yeah making all the noises yep. and constantly like flopping around and just imagining like you already can't stand this guy and he's making all the noises he's reading so the book su- yeah even Get something the- so subtle as you, know, you see him uh he puts the vibrating bed on and you don't even know what happens and well, he exploded those beers on the bed, and I'm just sitting Sleep in a puddle of beer. Here. Oh, and just imagine how angry you'd be, and it's this tight bed, and it's just you got big John Candy that's in there just making noises, and then <laughs> making these weird noises all left and right, and <laughs> oh, it would just be nothing. And that's why I love where he just turns on the light and just snaps. Flips on candy. I suppose oh. you yell at a little kid, too, when he spills some milk, does it? Don't you? <laughs> It's like, I've been with Del Griffith. I can take anything. <laughs> so there you go. That's that's our nominees. I'm going to hand it over to you, sir. I'm going to see if you're going to steal it from me. What's your favorite scene? Oh, boy. I was jumping back and forth between like three or four when we were same, talking about them. Because I didn't star one. I was like, ah, I don't know where to go. I'm going to go with the used car lot scene. I can't believe you took mine. This is something I could, like, when watching the movie, and I love how John Hughes sets this up, too. Yep. You're looking at the uh, the lot numbers, you know, they're going on, whatever, 13, Y5, 14. Yeah, Y5. Y5 yep. He is Y5. You know, Y3, okay, car, four, five, and he gets to his, nothing. And then it's it's like the, the bubble burst on Martin, and he just loses it. He's trying to, you know, he's doing the... <laughs> Tears up. He's trying to chase tears down the, the rental bus, agreement. Tears throws the <laughs> rental agreement, and then it doesn't even stop there because that seems frustrating oh. enough. He's he's crawling down the highway hill, 
you know, oh, he, yeah, he just, right, the he snow. fumbles Falls down, down in the snow, loses his hat, and then fires off just one of the most fantastic F-bomb tirades yes. so at, the, good, at the rental <laughs> agreement lady. And to be honest with you, she gave it back just as nicely at the very end. But that whole scene from start, from dropping Steve Martin. Well, sir, Martin, do you have your rental agreement? Well, you're shampooed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from perfect. the drop-off to the you're shampooed, that whole scene for me just, it, I feel like you could just throw somebody into this movie with that with that scene and you'd be all right. Full disclosure, that was all That was mine. it? <laughs> However, I had, through all the nominees. Easy audible here. I was ready for a second one. I have to go with the bed scene. Yeah. Just because of how, like, he already got out of the shower and it was awful. God, you can almost call that hotel he's the scene. He's already so, ugh, he's so angry. But there's the scene I'm going to go with. They got back. He got back in the bed. You could tell Steve Martin felt bad about going way too hard at uh, Dell. He went a little too mean at him. So he kind of went back. Laid in bed, and then we cut to the morning, and this is it. I'm going chalk. Candy's got them all wrapped up. Steve Martin's holding his hand. You get the, which I think is this is perfect, John Candy. The little kisses of the ear, the two little kisses to the ear, and then you get them waking up. But what I love is Steve Martin kind of nuzzles, nuzzles into in, it yeah. until they both figure out what's going on, and you know, they the those aren't pillows comes out. They both get up like the mom and dad from Home Alone. And where I love it is the, oh, oh, see that Bears game last yeah, week? Yeah, and they, they both try and talk <laughs> about football act manly. But, man, I love that. They're a good team this scene. year. I know I'm going chalk. Uh, that We great gave choice. all the nominees. I'd love to hear from our yeah. listeners what they think would be the best scene. But for me, it is that bed scene because I think that's the iconic scene it from is. Blaine's Trains great and Great choice. I love it. So now... I feel like we're here as well. Best quote. Man. Best quote. What did you find? I mean, there's quite a few in this one. There was quite a few. In, uh, and like... I think I, from now on, I know that I, I feel like I got my Ledesma pegged. I feel like you like to go a little off the beaten path with your quotes. I'm just <laughs> going to say this right now. I have two starred. Yeah? I feel like I have my two Ledesma picks that I think you might be going, and I want to see if you're going to go there. So I have them starred. Listeners will be able to hear... Like, Wes will know. I want to see if I picked the Ledesma quote correct. Man, it's kind of a little I, uh, game I like playing with the rewatch now. I was between a couple, and uh, I'm going to cheat here because I'm going to give my second choice right after yours. I, I'd like to give the, uh, the nominee. But the winner for me, you know, it's going to be a Steve Martin. And it's, it's taken from your scene. We're going right to the hotel scene. And it's right in the middle of one of the classic Steve Martin Tyrants. snaps because he has a lot of great snaps in this. And it's like you're one of you're like one of those chatty Kathy dolls. Except I'm not pulling the string. You are. Blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love it. I didn't get it right. I didn't get it right at all. So I don't know. I don't know why I love this quote. <laughs> this was right at the beginning of the movie. I didn't want to go chalk because yeah. those. Those aren't Can't go pillows. with those aren't pillows. Too yep. obvious. Everybody that would be everybody's. Oh, dang it. I actually I have a we'll go our now. nominees afterwards, but here's the one I thought for sure you were gonna go with. It was towards the beginning when Steve Martin tries to buy the cab. Yeah. And he's like, I will pay you fifty dollars for this cab. 
And the guy goes, well, if you're willing to pay 50, Eddie Bennett is willing, willing to pay, to pay 50. He's willing to pay 75. He's I like, thought that was great but business. That's not the quote yet. This is the quote. Steve Martin says, you're a thief. And the man that has the cab says, close. I'm an attorney. I'm a t- and I don't know why. I just <laughs> loved it. It's like a lawyer joke wrapped up in there. And the way that Steve Martin says it, I just, I love that quote. I thought it was really I love funny. the, the business by that guy. Any man that's willing to oh. pay 50 is willing to pay 75. It's, it's a good, li- it's it's a a good, good line. line. So definitely something special there. Uh, the love other it. one. Love it. I had, I had a couple that I liked from uh, Dell as well. Oh, Dell as well. Uh, like your work, love your wife. That's what I always say. Uh, give them that one. Uh, and then it just came out of nowhere, and it made me giggle. He's like, wow, well, we could stand around here and play. It's harder than playing pickup stick with our butt. Yeah, right. <laughs> that one written down, too. So I just I giggled at we that one. We have a better chance playing pickup sticks with our butt cheeks. <laughs> just, John Candy. John Candy, the candy man. I think there's. it had to be you pictured John Candy trying to play pickup sticks. With those uh, with candy the, cheeks. With those candy cheeks. Canned hams. My my big number two was Adele Griffith. And it's, I think it's, uh, he walks into the uh, the hotel. Dell Griffith, how are you? Well, I'm a million bucks shy of being a millionaire. That was <laughs> it. That was it. I, that, like, gosh, I hate that I'm going to use that at for some the listeners, point in time. <laughs> for the listeners, I I put my note is I love the cheesy lines of John yes. Candy. There's always that. I'm a million and I bucks put it, shy of being a millionaire. I knew you love that one. It's it's just fantastic, uh, and it is. It's and that's what Pete said. Is it's that the every man's of them? Yeah. Every man, too folksy. Too folksy. Uh, it's that every man quality of John Candy that we love. Well, here we go. Uh, not quite silver tuna time. It's time for our Reb Horn. It was a big shot. Every week we go with it. And this one, I feel like, was full Reb Horn. Full, a lot of, lot of horns. So many Reb Horn nominees. And full disclosure, when we get to our recast in this one, there's only two. We're only yeah. recasting two. Uh, normally, we like to and do our big four. if you watch the four. movie, you'll realize yeah. why. Normally, we like to do our four, but, I mean, this truly is a two-man show. I mean, they're... You're going to recast the guy that picks him up in the pickup truck and his wife? But... She's a tough one. Her second kid came out sideways. She didn't scream. She didn't make a sound. That's a Reb Horn nominee. And, but that's a guy that's in. Oh, that's a, right. That yeah. guy award in a lot. I mean, there's a lot of that guys and gals in this movie. So we decided to just do two. And that gives us a ton of Reb Horn nominees. Wes, lay it on me. Who's your James Reb Horn? All right. I wrote two names down here. And I'm going to land... On a guy that gave away his money at one point in time. Oh, Benny Stein! Ben Stein, boys and girls. He canceled the flight from Chicago, and you might have, he wasn't on there for a bit, but you caught a quick Ben Stein canceling the flight from, was it Wichita to Chicago? So So I'm going Benny Stein. This is where I felt like it was Rebhorn after Rebhorn after Rebhorn. Because I wrote down Kevin Bacon, then you get Ben Stein, and then the taxi driver yes, is Carl yep. from, uh, you know, from Billy Madison. <laughs> yeah, they're, it's uh, a better Carl. Yeah, they, I worked on my Carl. Yeah, worked on my Carl. So you have all of these great Reb horns. Uh, and then you talked about the truck driver, I think, was Owen. You have Michael McKean, yep. who is the state trooper. Wes, 
I went with, I think, one of our best rub horns of all. I went with Edie McClurg. Do you know who that is? I'm looking it up right Edie now. Edie McClurg is the rental car clerk. Oh, yeah. The lady okay. that's the rental car clerk. Ferris Bueller's uh, secretary. You look at her. She is the female rebel. Well, Ed, with your hip, you shouldn't be throwing anybody. <laughs> but that's you get the, the That's amazing. That is amazing. Well done. Uh, you look at her. She is so recognizable. And you look at her IMDb. She, <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, she has so many credits to her name. And she's a great, great, choice. great, great voice choice. actor, too. Oh, she's really? in Wreck-It Ralph. She's in all these great animation movies. And you hear that that voice yep. that you did, that that kind of Midwestern, you know, that Minnesotan. Uh, oh, well, you you're know, shampooed. Oh, you know what? Uh, no rental agreement? <laughs> uh, so it's it's awesome to see all the amazing credits she has. Yeah. I mean, go through her IMDb, a lot of TV work, a lot of one episodes here or there. Oh, good choice. Good choice. Edie McClurg, she steals the movie. That line, because I had no idea. Like I said, I've never yeah. seen this movie. That line, when she delivered it, that was you it loved for it. me. It was it for me. I loved that whole scene. And I loved, because I, I am 100% on Steve Martin's side. He has dealt with like two days of just awful circumstances. You want to get home to your family. You miss out on your kid's recital. I mean, he's... a it's, oh. it's, they did a great job of showing how good of a family man yeah. he is without really having to do much. Like, he loves his family. He wants to be there. You can see how upset the wife is that he's not there. So you know all the tension. He's just trying to get home. And he wants to get this rental car thing figured out. He rented a car. It's not in the lot. Four, he's waiting. Four wheels with a... And yeah. <laughs> Edie McClurg has the nerve to just sit there talking to her girlfriend. Uh, and there's a whole line. There's a whole line there, Edie. You know, uh, to jump into a quick tidbit here, that was a that was a scene where John Hughes just just told Edie to you know to be be on a phone call, oh. and she just ad libbed that whole thing. Oh, don't you know? Oh, exactly. <laughs> and Hughes asked her, "Why? How'd you how'd you come up with that?" I just figured I, you know, I acted like I was talking to a a relative back at oh. home where I didn't care about anybody in line. Hughes loved it. He kept it in the scene. That and it worked awesome. out beautifully. Which made it. Because that's why you're so yeah. curious. You're in such a hurry to get home. Because watching this that, you're like, I nerve. can't believe that she's on the phone just giggling. Oh, gobble, gobble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. So, Edie Clerk's my rep horn. Well, here it is. So, we we kind of shifted. We said our silver tuna now is the MVP. Yeah. It can be so, it can be John it can be composer, Hughes here. It could be John Hughes. It could be the writer. It could be the director. Is it going to be the score it's an for actor. You? It is not the score. <laughs> is it John Williams? Uh, <laughs> I, I really think this is a two-horse race, honestly. Yeah. But I'm, I'm interested to hear who you gave your silver tuna As to. much as I, I love the Candyman, I had to go Steve Martin here. His reactions to every single thing that happened really make this movie and obviously candy's great in it but just the steve martin snaps from you know the bed the rental agreement and just like his reactions to everything you could you would have that same reaction so to me this this is his movie this is his movie and i don't i think steve martin was such a perfect cast for this because of that reactionary type acting that he yeah. has, so I gotta, I gotta give the old silver tuna to the silver fox, oh! Steve Martin. Yeah, 
Well, you know what, Wes? Uh, in the words of Lee Corso, not so fast, no! my friend. <laughs> I, I agree with everything you said. Steve Martin's phenomenal. But I'm giving it to John Candy. I love it. Because of why you said the things that you did. He needs a guy that he can He needs you on that of. line. He wants you on he that line. He wants you on that <laughs> car. He, he needs somebody to act off of. And I think John Candy is perfect because he's still sweet, but he's able to play that annoying character so well. And I think the the sweetness factor, the every guy factor, is what makes Steve Martin's performance so much better because he's able to just get so mad. Like all of us as as watchers of this movie are annoyed with John Candy. We know he's a. How can you not be with some of those things, right? But like, keep your time, socks on, man. We still love the guy. Like yeah. you can't you can't really be mad at him. And that's where I just think his lines. And quite honestly, towards the end, where you get the sweetness of it, and you realize how much he loves his wife, and you see it's the scene in the last hotel that they back into. Uh, but it's the uh, the scene where he's kind of they're doing the shots, and you you. Start slowly getting. In. I've never seen the movie, but I kind of pieced together that his wife passed away. Like I just had a Man, feeling that, that was that was tough. It was like, very that was tough. one of the like it took a you know not to steal the you know jump in no, on your please. silver tuna here, but boy that took a super funny movie and it's you know still obviously remained incredible. But boy, it really pulled at the heartstrings right Which there I like. a little bit. I yeah. love. I I think that's what makes it to the next level. Yeah, it's the fact that they add that level of sweetness. Tone, yep. Which Totally, like, Steve Martin had some things where he seems like a little bit of a D-bag. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you see how good of a guy Steve Martin is. Like, he pieces it together, and he's like, man, this guy, yeah, he's got to come. Yep. He's, he's going to come to Thanksgiving with us. And honestly, he probably now you, has a lifelong yeah, friend. How could you not enjoy Adele Griffin yeah. that year Thanksgiving? But it makes a lot of sense. I mean, this guy now has no wife. He's just traveling. I mean, it's just, it, there's a lot that makes sense after you find yeah. that big re- revelation out of why he's going to be there. So that's why I got to give it to John Candy. Oh, I, I mean, it's it. a two I horse race, it. obviously. John Hughes would be there with the writing, but I mean, uh, the actors are what hey, bring this Hughes home. Hughes will have his time on this pod. The actors are what give this home. All right. Did you find any salty scenes? Ah, boy. Not a ton of salt. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna nitpick a little here. I'm gonna pull out a couple of threads here for you, Dave. I got a couple. So, um, how many of those shower rings do you think you would actually sell? I love I love the dollars? I love the Del Griffith. Uh, you know, we got uh, two for five, or you know, the pair for seven. Yeah, Del, that uh, doesn't sound like that great of a deal. The score was uh That's I had that down as salt too. It's the it's the the score was brutal. The songs were good, but the score yes, the was brutal. the songs were fantastic, Ugh. actually. And then, you know, the the shower when Steve Martin got in the shower, you, you wouldn't have done a like a quick three sixty look before you got in. Like with Dell, will you leave me a towel? Will you not use every towel? I thought I took. Well, I hate to nitpick at your salt. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but I do feel like. Because he got in that shower. And I think he, it was when he was in the showers when Dell did all that stuff. Yeah? Okay. Maybe. I could be well, wrong, but that's how I look at it. Because he steps out, and it's, I mean, it's hilarious. <laughs> Just nothing. And you got the one little <laughs> one little towel to deal with. So I have, uh, you already talked about the score. Is that it? Is, is that all the salt you had for the most part? And then how'd those kids get in the room to steal all the money? 
Yeah, yeah, that that part I didn't like either. The yeah. two, it was only one. I think it was the only one guy. Yeah. He they showed him pickpocketed, but how would he? Is he yeah. going to every room and pickpocketing? I like the Del Griffith. Three hundred sixty-two dollars. Count it. If there's a dollar in there more, then you can tell me I'm a liar. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> so that I'm fine with that because it sets up the other things. Yeah. But here's what I had a problem. I with. know it's stupid '80s salt because sure. it's supposed oh, yeah. to be there. You know, I I, I enjoy it. That car could not have been able to be driven after that fire. <laughs> yeah, sorry, when officer. The fire I, uh, out, our odometer melted, so I don't have a good gauge of how fast we were I going. Mean, that fire was so... My, there's no way that car oh, still would ran, it. and it's whatever. Yep. But how would they have been able to put out the fire anyways to like be able to drive it? Why didn't the car explode? He's giving out those those credit cards, and they're the crispy. <laughs> crispy. But here's... You got a diner's club card? Sorry. Here's the biggest salt. Okay. The biggest salt. So when you see them go the wrong way in the highway, and when you see the fire break out, both uh, they're you don't going. Think to, they would have turned into skeletons like? No, that? no, no, no. No, that I, <laughs> I actually thought yeah, that's so funny. It's like Home Alone two right, right there. <laughs> but they are. If you saw the sign, they're going to Chicago, right? Yeah. They're a hundred and two miles out of Chicago. Ooh. So they drive. And they go and stay the night in the hotel. Wes, that would be like me and you driving home from Detroit. And be like, ah, that's enough for that's us. That's enough for let's, us. Let's spend the night in Flint. You're that close oh, wow, to home. Oh, you're right. Flint's only about, Ooh, what, 76 pick. miles away? Yeah. You're an hour away from home and you got to spend the night in a hotel? Hey, boys, get a monster. Get tough it out. <laughs> oh, Del Griffith just... Uh, you know, rolled through two pillows. No, I mean, two, <laughs> <laughs> two semi-trucks. <laughs> well, that's a Freudian <laughs> thing right? I ever heard one. Uh, but, no, that is, I mm. struggle with that because you'll see Good that catch. it's the Good sign catch. on the freeway where they turn back around and they start driving. I love that. You're Chicago going and, the wrong way. How would he know where we're going? He's, He's drunk. drunk. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And then Steve Martin, yeah, how would he know where we're going? <laughs> so, 102 miles I struggled. Boy, with that. I didn't catch that. Yeah. Nice don't, salt. Don't spend the night at 102 miles. You're nice an hour salt. away from home. And the other one, so John Candy was just a nomad? Is, is that I know, right? I was wondering about that. He, so he just, said he hasn't been home in eight years. Yeah. He doesn't have a home. I think he said two at the very end, right? And, I, I and I'm fine. Maybe I'll look over that because he maybe his house reminds him of his wife. Yeah. Doesn't want to get home. Perhaps that's why he's traveling with that. I was huge wondering trunk. about the trunk. Maybe that, and that could explain some of it, but I mean, is is he just a nomad? Is he just traveling around? Why is he going to Chicago? Yeah. It's, I just, maybe that's not as much a salt as an unanswerable question yeah. that I'm looking at there, but, but. Good unanswerable question, too. Where so, was John Candy going? What? Ooh, the Del Griffith sequel. There it is. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, we one. won't get to that. <laughs> Johnny boy. Uh, so there, that was my uh, salt. My favorite, and we forgot about it on Great Outdoors, so I definitely want to give you the, the table here. The table for tidbits. Oh, the Wes, table for bits. What do we got? What do we All got right, for tidbits? A few tidbits here. So this movie, obviously, a John Hughes. This was inspired by a John Hughes trip from New York to Chicago. He, right after this trip, he wrote the first 60 pages of this movie in six hours based really? specifically on his trip 
from New York to Chicago. That's amazing. So he had something tell me. He wrote me, a movie in six hours. So God. something tell me outside of the Kevin Bacon, he uh, he he wrote this movie on the flight. Oh. Howard Dutch, Dutch my uh, director, was supposed to direct this movie. Director of Pretty in Pink, Some Kind of Wonderful. Oh, yep. Uh, once Steve Martin signed on, John Hughes, you know, put the old hand up and said, you know what, I got this. Ooh. Howard, take over Great Outdoors for me. How about that? Really? Yeah. So instead oh, of doing this, that John That's Hughes amazing. gave him Great Outdoors. So we're coming back to the last pod there for that one. A couple more for you here, Dave. John Candy is in more John Hughes movies than any other actor. Can you believe no, that? That, that blew right. my mind seeing that. Let me try. Great Outdoors. All right, got one. Uncle Buck. Got another one. Home Alone. Got another one. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That's four. We got two is he left. In Summer Rental? Is that a John two left? Ah. Uh, I'm going to give you a Griswold. National Lampoon's Vacation. He was the security guard at Wally World. And then I haven't seen this one. She's having a baby. She's having a baby. Yeah, yeah, that's... Is that the that's song amazing. for it? Or? I don't know. I just yeah, made okay, that I was going to say. I think it is, though. But I, the Candyman, John Hughes. The Candyman can. Simpatico. He, that's like Martin Scorsese <laughs> and right? Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. right there. Boy, very different great movies there. Tidbit, right? Great tidbit on that. So this was... Home Alone. We're doing this uh, yes. next week, right? John Candy's role in this movie inspired uh, John Hughes to put him in in Home Alone and uh, have the Gus Polanski role. Like, so essentially, Gus Polanski is this is uh, gosh, what's that? Del Griffith. Del Griffith. Why there did they go. not? They should. I know. Just, just, that. just have him be Del Griffith. How but, great would that have been? Well, That's what he did. Well, Del Poca, Poca, Poca. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you could have left out the Poca, and you could have just been selling them on uh, shower rings. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, made terrible. of helium. That's why they're so light. Oh, man. That's amazing. <laughs> and so my favorite scene, I got a couple more here. Boy, I didn't think I had that many. I love it. 18 F-bombs in one minute in that used car scene when he, you know, he gets left there, and he comes back, and... Is just firing them off. There is 18 F-bombs. So you're looking for your R rating? There it Which is. Which is hilarious because that's what we talked about pre-pod. When I'm watching this, I thought I could have guaranteed this was a PG movie or PG-13. Because there, there isn't anything really to Nothing push it else. over the edge. Nothing else. Until except that. Except yep. that one scene because that's, and it's towards the end. Yeah. So I'm watching this movie, I'm like, why is this rated R? I'm expecting some random 80s topless yes. scene yep. or they're going to go into the randomly, oh, look at it, we went into there a strip a, club. There was a strip club scene that they cut. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Cut! Cut! Uh, but uh, that is, uh, it earned its R rating and that's what makes it so special because it was just that one yep, scene. just that one. And, and honestly, it's worth it. It is worth it for that R rating. Every F-bomb that is dropped by Steve Martin in that scene is completely justified. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And if if you haven't seen the movie, go watch it and tell me I'm wrong. You're not. Put yourself in that situation and you'll be At the very least, I'm seeing it in my head. Yeah, exactly. The last one I'm going to give to you, Dave, another Home Alone tidbit. Neil, he goes home. What home does he go to but the Kevin McAllister home? Is that it? Are you sure that's it? Kevin McAllister home in Home Alone. That is Steve Martin's home. Johnny Hughes used them both. 
Where did you find that? So here's why. Like, here it is for the listeners. I put Home Alone House. He's just waggling a blank am, paper in it front is. of me. He's got nothing. But I did put Home Alone <laughs> House because it looked like it. That I agree. That was the house. That was the John Hughes house. So they Not his have... house, but that that's, that's the Home Alone house that he used for this movie. I knew it. Yeah. So they must I have... had no idea until I seen that. But it looked like it. And yep. I, I said it to Vicky. But this is where we didn't think, ah, maybe it's not. Because they didn't have that little pull through. But oh, yeah. granted, when they pulled up, they didn't after. knock over the statue. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, it can't be. <laughs> Leave the change, you filthy animal. Uh, so, I mean, it's. That was Carl Winslow's house. You didn't hear, whatever happened to the instabilities? <laughs> that's, full, that's full house. Is that? <laughs> oh, man, the baby. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you did not go family yeah. matters. San Francisco. Uh, it's a little bit of a way. A little bit, a little bit, a <laughs> little bit. Uh, but definitely, that's amazing. I am so pumped that you found that out because I thought the same thing. Yeah. When it came up, I, I looked at Vic. I'm like, "There it is, Vic. There the it silver is, Vic, the silver <laughs> So I, 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 that's amazing. I cannot believe that is yeah. the house because I thought it looked like it. I looked for that garage, that side it. garage that uh, he leaves open. That's what we did. We forgot to <laughs> we close, forgot the to close the garage. Uh, look at that, and well, we might as well just make this a two parter yeah. now and go to the whole loan. But no, uh, oh, that's amazing. Where did you like? Where did you find that tidbit? It was uh, in my in my deep dive. Right. I don't want to reveal my sources. I'm sorry. I'm just so pumped you. that I kind of saw that and uh, <laughs> ah, that's amazing. All right, so this will be a quick recast because we only have two. Oh yeah, and I Man. don't know. I, I think you're gonna. Be I hate this when week. I walk into these recasts and I already know you're gonna win. And it bothers me. I don't think I'm gonna win this week. Yeah, but I'm very pleased with what I have. Yeah. Okay. So we only did two. We went Neil Page. We went Del Griffith. Neil Page is Steve uh, Martin's character. Del Griffith, John Candy. What do you want to go with first? Do you want to go with Steve or do you want to go with uh, Del? Let's lead off with the Candyman. All right. Who do you got? Kevin James. <laughs> Kevin James, once again, no. uh, John Candy, Del Griffith. I'm going with Josh Gad, Dave. I need that 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 jovial guy, that Dang that uh, that lovable character. Who's more lovable than a frozen guy? Is so give me, give me, give me. We got a lot of gad here. We got a lot oh of gad. God. Oh my gad. Yeah, maybe when we get an intern, they'll tell me to stop casting gad. <laughs> it's a great cast, though. That is, you could see Josh Gad being that guy, that very funny, mm-hmm. annoying, but yep. still lovable. He it was all it was the boxes. it was the airplane the shoe scene that I could just see yes. him fanning off and. Yeah. In helicoptering his sock. Yeah. Oh, that is good. <laughs> so, I wanted to go very funny man. A funny man. Funny guy uh, here. So, I went, I wanted to go funny. I also wanted to go portly, if you portly, will. Portly, yeah. Uh, you got to have a little bit of a, a little Big guy bold. that's got some heft. A guy that can be... Wes Ledesma. A guy that can... <laughs> <laughs> a guy that can be annoying but still lovable. All right, now are you really casting? A guy that can be fun. <laughs> uh, I went with Patton Oswalt. Oh, okay, think, uh, nice. You know him from King of Queens. You know him from Ratatouille. I thought He's you were going to Pepper voice. Potts. <laughs> Quentin Paltrow. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of. Uh... Uh, Modern Family, uh, Pepper, Pepper Salt. Oh, oh, Nathan <laughs> Lane. Yeah, I was going to say Pepper, Pepper Potts from Iron Man. Oh, good lord. <laughs> it's Friday. We're getting yeah. loose in here. But no, Patton Oswalt, Patton I think, Oswald, would be it. hilarious because he's got that high-pitched voice sometimes, and he can get so angry. Uh, <laughs> and it's just, 
I, I just see him getting under the skin yes. of my other, my other uh, Neil let's Page. Go, let's go. Uh, so let's go. Draft. Steve Martin. Oh, you want me to go? Yeah. Steve Martin. So I, I hate to admit it. I want to go with somebody that is funny. Somebody that's got dry humor though, because that's the Steve Martin mm-hmm. humor. But I also had to go with the gray hair. So. Oh. Dang it. The gray hair was a big thing for yep. me because Steve Martin's always had the gray hair. Since he was like why. 24, it yeah. seems like. Yeah, it, truthfully, it is. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of who's a, who's a gray hair actor, who's somebody that isn't old, though, but can play that, still funny, still has quick wit. I went with John Slattery. You know him from Mad Men. You know him from uh, many things. Adjustment Bureau. Do you know who I'm talking about yes, with John Slattery? 100% I do. Gosh, and I love that choice. He's very funny. He's been in Spotlight. He's been in so many things. He's an Ant-Man. Uh, he is Howard Stark uh, from Iron Man, since you just talked about it. He's been in so many things. Veep. Uh, you I thought know, he was overcast in... as Howard Stark, to be honest with you. Just because he was... Ted I, I like him so much that yes. I couldn't believe they used him as Howard Stark. I mean, I love him from Mad Men. That's yeah. the thing that I know well, him never, from I've the most. I've never dove into Mad Men. Oh, it's a good show. Yeah. Good show. Uh, Adjustment Bureau that I already said. 30 Rock. I mean, you just go down the list. Yeah. He's been in a lot. But John Dang. Slattery, I think it's the gray hair, but it's just that... It's that... He's he's funny, though, yep. too. I think he... I look at him with Pat Oswalt. I think that's a very funny movie. Man. So you, you, uh, the hair made your decision a little better. Mannerisms. I went a man that has a little less hair, comically a little less hair, and I'm going uh, Jason Alexander as my (laughs) Steve Martin character. Man, because I'm telling you, if you, I can see. Every time that the cab get taken, you can see the like the the fiery. Yeah, I know I'm picturing George Costanza, but every situation I can see Steve Martin in. You put George, you put George, you put Jason yeah. Alexander in. Oh, no, it is, and I think it would be hilarious, and especially with the Josh Gad like like over over jo- jovialness and just frustrating him. So much, I would love to see the Alexander and Gad combo. The bed scene. Oh, Neil, Neil's getting <laughs> upset. Neil's getting a little upset here. <laughs> How about those Yankees? <laughs> oh man! So I ha- we haven't used the Reese Seinfeld cast here. You I'm breaking not. the seal with Jason Alexander. And you know what? I think I have to tip the cap to that one. Yeah. My God, that is perfect. Because here's why. Can you imagine? George Costanza, Jason Alexander going up to that rental they, that's, that's that rental counter sealed it for me. <laughs> Let me tell you what. I'm a little shampoo upset here. A little upset here. Do you remember the Seinfeld? The well, anybody could just take the reservations. Oh. So he's got he's got Hertz rent a car experience, <sighs> acting experience. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, it's a that's a great recast. I, we only did the two. I mean, that's all uh, you have here. So. Uh, uh, that was fun, man. That was such a good movie to break down. Uh, a good Thanksgiving, and you know, as I, you know, here we go. As we end it, what what are some things? Uh, you know, episode forty. What do you what are you thankful here, buddy? We're gonna take a break, man. Uh, it's good to just be able to do this for as long as we're able to. I mean, we're going in on a year here. It's been fun. It's it's gone on uh, about eleven months longer than I thought it would go on, and. 
man, I hope I hope we're here for three more years. Boy, Dave. I three, could, five I, more years, right? As long agree. as you'll have us, we'll be here. Huh? I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, it, it is one of those things that we threw out. We talked about it three years ago. Uh, uh, really, it was three years ago now that yeah. we just threw around the podcast idea. We never dipped our toe in. You know, if you you go back and listen to that inaugural episode, we tried it under <laughs> we tried it under the Major League Madden yep. podcast. You know, we're talking about that, and it went well. We loved it, but oh man, I I'm thankful each week to yeah. just talk movies with you. It feels like we're back at the vid. I mean, it's once a week. It's an excuse to get in here with uh, one of my best friends, and you know, to have listeners give us the feedback that they give us. Uh, it's a blast. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a it's a year. And, I mean, we talked about it in the pre-pod. It doesn't feel like it. No. I mean, it really doesn't. When you go back, we we laughed about it, and we talked, I think, episode four was our Mrs. Doubtfire, and it seems like just yesterday. I'm watching you pretend to jump over to those couches, <laughs> you know, running across, and uh, it's it's flown by to go 40 episodes. And, I mean, I, I'm thankful 40s that we've never seem so young. Huh? No. I mean, 40's the new 20. Yeah. Uh, and you look at, at it, it's it's been just a blast to go through and fly through uh and i mean it's we got tons of ideas left we got new things that we want to try out i mean we're interviewing actors uh we got so many great things coming so we're thankful to all of our listeners uh we hope you have a good thanksgiving because i'm looking down the bucket's empty you know the the heart is full the plates are full we thanks everybody for listening we'll be back in two weeks with a little home alone And we'll see you and have a good Thanksgiving. What are you putting in the chat? I just, I like encouraging it, (laughs) even though I'm not watching. (laughs)